Hello, and welcome to 15 Minutes to Change the World, where in 15 minutes or less, you can learn a bit more about the world and how you can help change it for the better. My name is Lama Al-Safi, and I'm the host of this podcast. Welcome back to 15 Minutes to Change the World, and thank you for joining us for part two of our episode on refugee inclusion and leadership with Masa Katib and Siring Norzum Thansur, two members of the Refugee Advisory Network, which advocates for meaningful inclusion of refugee leaders in policy and decision-making processes that directly affect the lives of refugees. Thank you so much for joining us today, Masa and Siring. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. What do you wish Canadian policymakers knew about refugees? It is important for our Canadians to know that the refugees who are here in Canada are not a burden on the society. We would like to be treated with dignity and respect. And we are here, the refugees who are in Canada here, have contributed to the economic, the political and social fabric of the society and the country. You know, we are all educated professionals with rich lived experiences, and we play an important role in the development of the country and its society through our daily profession and dedication to the improvement of refugee lives. Like uh, when we talk about RAN, we have 12 educated professionals who come with rich experience and, uh, and backgrounds. And so there are refugees who are highly educated, who are very, uh, you know, efficient in making a difference in improving the Canadian society. And so I would like to, you know, uh, appeal and request our Canadians, uh, Canadian friends to know that we, the refugees are not a burden on the society and that they are a very uh, potential contributing uh, members of the Canadian society. Thank you, Sering. And if I can add one thing, just to be very clear, Canada, compared to the rest of the world, is a leader when it comes to, uh, to inclusion of refugees, to facilitating spaces, to empower and support the voices of refugees to be more active compared and if you want to look at other countries whether resettlement countries or host states where refugees they don't even want to say that i'm a refugee they want to hide that they are refugees when i came to canada from that global contest i wanted to hide that i'm a refugee i didn't want to tell anyone that i was a refugee but then i came here and i saw that it was different and i I love this about canada it is different there is room to experience and explore uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, you embrace your holistic self and be able to see that, yes, I am a refugee. And that's a pretty awesome thing. I went through so much in life. I went through so many challenges on a daily, on a momentarily basis. I was on survival mode. I lived war. And not just to say all refugees come because of war. There are so many reasons for, for people to seek refuge. Please never assume, always ask or research. But then you get to see that there's so much life wisdom in a refugee we can contribute so much to the collective of the universe of the world how can we have people who are not refugees see that so yeah i just wanted to um to leave that food for thought you know that's that's an excellent point and it's it's such a a wonderful message to to new refugees uh refugees who may have recently arrived in canada 
that refugee issues are thought about here and the way that Canadians um, are making an effort and learning as we go to to welcome refugees as new friends and new neighbors and, and new colleagues. Um, I think we're all learning and growing together in this area. And it's, that's why it's so valuable to have your your voice and your your messages here, um, especially in this um, in this context. Searing, I wonder if, if you might um, be so kind as to give a message to refugees who might have recently arrived um, in Canada and maybe to those Canadians who I mentioned who might be welcoming them as neighbours and friends and, and co-workers. Thank you, Lama. I think, you know, it's very important uh, for the new refugees who arrive in Canada to understand that there is help and there is support. Uh, the government of uh, Canada, both at the federal and the provincial level, have funded many settlement service providers to help uh, refugees, newcomers, immigrants uh, with their settlement uh, process in Canada. And just to let you know, for example, I work with a settlement service agency called Parktail Intercultural Association in Toronto, and we help many uh, newcomers and refugees with their settlement uh, adaptation and integration in Canada. So. All new refugees who are here in Canada should, when they need help, approach those settlement service agencies in your local area, go to the library, ask them for settlement support and settlement services, and they will direct you to those uh, places where you can be helped with your documentation, with your refugee process, with your asylum seeking, and uh, with employment or health care. And for uh, Canadians, uh, also to know that, you know, Canadian uh, refugees who are here in Canada next to your next door as a neighbor or in the community, if you can show an extra support to the refugees uh, during the most difficult period in their life, you know, when they are here as a newcomer and especially as a refugee, they need a lot of uh, emotional and social support. So when you uh, see them, you know, uh, welcome them, uh, have a, a discussion on their situation and see how you can support. You can help them by, you know, uh, talking to your local uh, politicians, you know, asking your uh, member of parliament or member of uh, provincial parliament and city councillors to see if there are enough, you know, refugee support uh, in their uh, policies and to see if there are extra, you know, uh, professional uh, support and uh, employment programs that can uh, support the refugees in getting employed and then establish their life here as a new refugee in Canada and make it easy for them. Well, finally, uh, Massa and Searing, is there any uh, message or final thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Thank you for that, Lama. On the point of new refugees coming to Canada, I want to invite them to embrace a mind shift, knowing that, yes, we have been on survival mode before we came here, coming to Canada, and until we figure things out, stand up on our feet and integrate into society, we are technically also, one way or another, within survival mode. But having that mind shift of being able to think ahead and say, yes, I want to plan five years from now. And having that room in the mind um, is definitely very empowering. So I invite uh, refugees in Canada to explore that. And when it comes to Canadians, um, a very concrete call to action is to support the economic inclusion of refugees. Whether you speak with your HR professional and your, uh, and where you work and say, okay, like, do we 
Do we have refugees who work with us? Can we have refugees come work with us? Um, you know, within policies or within diversity and inclusion um, departments, there is a mention of, for example, some of some corporations or entities may say we have a specific rule about having newcomers work with us. But there, is, but then there is a difference between newcomers and refugees. Refugees are way more vulnerable, and we didn't even speak about like refugee um, women or like minorities from the, the within the LGBTQ plus community or, or folks with disabilities. Um, so you have so many layers within that, and being able to be as inclusive and supportive for that integration, so for refugees to empower their potential or to embody their potentials is definitely something that would be appreciated. And when it comes to policymakers, at some point I missed to mention, in Canada, there's a difference. Within refugees, there are systemic barriers. So a private-sponsored refugee is different from a government-sponsored refugee, is, uh, is different from a refugee claimant. Refugee claimants need a lot of support. There isn't enough support for refugee claimants. And I highly ask and recommend people to focus in Canada if you want to have a better work in Canada is to support refugee claimants. And overall, never assume, always ask. We have easy access to internet. We can always read and speak from the heart. We're all humans and there, there is a lot of room for more compassion and love. While there are a lot of root causes uh, of refuge that are taking place around the world, every two seconds a person is displaced. Every two seconds, a person is displaced. Like right now, three people were displaced as we're talking. So how can we contribute to the collective consciousness and inspire the world to be a better place? Appreciation to Care Canada for all the work that you do. And uh, thank you for having me and for having us today. Thank you so much, Masa. Thank you for those thoughts. Um, Siren, please, I'll give you an opportunity. If there's anything you'd like, any final thoughts to leave our listeners with? You know, I would like to echo what Masa said, and I would like to add as well that uh, according to the UNHCR reports, you know, 79.5 million in the world are forced to flee homes and they are displaced, and uh, 26 million refugees, and half of them are under the age of 18. According to the UNHCR, there are more than 10 million stateless, and the child is born stateless every 10 minutes. So adding upon what Masa said, uh, it is important that refugee leaders are supported, encouraged. Refugee-led organizations are funded and supported so that they can advocate for refugee uh, rights and refugee uh, leadership so that the society and the Canadian government as well can benefit from the participation, the meaningful participation of refugees. And I would like to acknowledge and thank the government of Canada for being so welcoming and helping the refugees in Canada. Canada was the first country in 2019 when there was the Global Refugee Forum. Canada was the first country to take and include a refugee in their Canadian delegation. We have amidst us Mustafa Aliou, who is a refugee advisor amongst the Refugee Advisory Network, who was the first Canadian uh, refugee delegation to participate in the Global Refugee Forum in 2019. And so that was a big achievement, not only for Canada, but for all refugees globally. And so we're uh, asking all the government leaders globally to follow Canada's uh, suit 
and encourage participation, meaningful participation of refugees in their delegation. And finally, I would uh, conclude by uh, thanking all the uh, listeners for listening to our uh, experiences. And I thank uh, CARE Foundation for giving us this opportunity in marking the World Refugee Day. It is an important day, not just to, uh, symbolic, but it is definitely an important day to remind people across the country, across the world, that the refugees are still lying in different camps, refugee camps around the world, and they need our help. We need to encourage more refugee leaders so that they can amplify the voice of those refugees who are in dire situation. And I thank you so much for this uh, opportunity again and uh, to our listeners for listening to our uh, story or experiences. Dear listeners, now you know the information. What are you going to do next? You're going to finish this podcast. How is your life going to change? How is this information going to impact your future actions? Please consider contributing positively to the fabric of the universe, including for refugee rights. Thank you so much, Masa and Siring, for this wonderful conversation. Thank you also for your advocacy, your dedication, uh, your leadership. I know that you've inspired me, and I, I'm confident that you've inspired many of our listeners um, who have tuned in today. Thank you as well to all of you who are listening now. As always, you can find every episode of 15 Minutes to Change the World on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and by visiting care.ca slash podcasts.